Hey, tricked you. Started a little, little premature showulation right there. Hope you're all doing well. Happy Monday. Hope your weekend was uh, relaxing, or at the very least, tolerable. Lots going on this week. <coughs> Excuse me. In this morning show, I talk about uh, the uh, SNL backfire, which of course. Uh, I did cover in a standalone video that I was just about to release, and I see Tim Pool released his coverage of it at noon, thus making me releasing my video pointless now. Um, but I've got um, Ricky Gervais. Sorry, I'm Ricky Gervais. Another write-off Monday. That's right. Glad you're tuning in. Lots to talk about. Lots of different uh, topics, articles. Let's start with Ricky Gervais uh, now having... People running petitions to try and have his special, special, his Netflix special removed. Why? Because he made a very obvious joke about uh, Make-A-Wish Kids. Pac-Man, happy game day. Should be a good game tonight. Yeah, I think uh, it's a trap game, uh, a trap game for the Packers. Fortunately, almost everybody lost this weekend. So even if the Packers lose, they're still in that wild card spot, I think. So uh, that'll be good. But I, I don't have a great feeling about tonight. But we'll see. Uh, but he makes this joke, which apparently is uh, a joke that is unforgivable. And that uh, Netflix should remove from his special. I've been doing a lot of video messages recently for terminally ill children. And um, only if they request it, obviously. I don't, <laughs> I don't burst into hospitals and go, wake up, baldy. <laughs> Look, me twerking on TikTok. Look. So that's the first part of it. Uh, the media is extremely upset that he called them baldies. But when you think of most Make-A-Wish kids, they are bald. But also, uh, you know, I think that the, the joke itself isn't even that great. And it's obvious, you know, uh, you know th th that got everybody kind of mad. But this there's a line coming up here. That everybody freaked out about. No, um, I did a lot through the pandemic, presumably because they couldn't even see their own family. And uh, it's through Make-A-Wish Foundation, <coughs> charity Make-A-Wish Foundation. They're great, and they give these dying kids their, like, one wish. And if it's me, I always say yes, and I always start the video the same way. I go, why didn't you wish to get better? <laughs> well, you're fucking retarded as well. I don't do that either, okay? So, he said retarded. There's about 200 articles calling it a ableist slur. They just invent words now to, uh, they invent words to justify, you know, more censorship and more outrage and things of that nature. It's a funny joke. Um, it's, yeah, it's super cynical. 
but I think the point is not to explain the joke. The sick kid is not the joke. The joke is that it's, it's like a naughty thing that he shouldn't be making a joke about. Like, it's not, he's not make like, the, the kid is not the butt of the joke. The reason the joke is funny is because it's offensive, not because the kid is sick or not, be, you know what I mean? Like, it's so obvious that that is not, uh, he's not making fun of the sick kid. That's the joke. These are all jokes, I don't even use that word in real life, the R word. Uh, you just used it, Rick. Yeah, in a joke. That's not real life, is it? I'm playing a, a role. You sounded pretty convincing. Yeah, because I'm good. <laughs> you wouldn't level the accusation at other art forms. You wouldn't go up to Sir Anthony Hopkins and go, oh, I saw you in silence, the lambs. What's a, you a cannibal, are you? <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was playing a role. Oh, seemed pretty convincing. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. And I'm good, and that's why I do things well. Imagine if I came out here and did things not very well, so you knew I was joking. That'd be fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> double, double uh, retard, both barrels. Of course, viewers demand Netflix remove offensive program from platform. For a man who profited so heavily from a TV program that had cancer as a central plot, it feels really weird. I mean, these people are real people. This is the most vile attempt at comedy I've ever seen. Sick and dying children wish for a video from him, and he mocks them like this? Shame on you, Ricky Gervais. You know who's retarded? I don't, I often don't use that word either. I used to use it more often, and then um, I became friends with somebody who had a child that had Down syndrome, and she said it like really bothered her. And I said, "Okay, fine. Like that's cool. I actually that's fine, you know." Um, and but the the fact the thing is like I was never like using that word is not mocking developmentally disabled children. Also, it's actually you know a word that means you're slow. You know, F for the record, this is a clip Ricky Gervais put out on November 29th, which received relatively little kerfuffle. And now on December, you know, Friday, and then into this morning, people are losing their minds and want it removed. Again, the joke is not... The joke is not the sick kids. The joke is that he's saying something so absurd. You know, like also, I think it's also interesting that they're kind of ignoring the fact that Ricky Gervais said he always does them too. You know, not a lot of people do these make-a-wish things. It's, it's so weird that like people are so soft. So 10 ply soft. It's wild to me. And then one of the moms that, that he actually did a make a wish thing came out and said, Oh, it was disgusting. You can't, you can make fun of everything. The, the offensive part of the joke is the joke. Like, I don't know if you guys, maybe this was just a Midwest thing 
I don't know, but you know, I grew up with dead baby jokes. You know? Like dead baby jokes were funny because they're offensive. You know? I don't really remember I don't really remember any dead baby jokes, but I remember they were like a thing. Probably when I was like I don't know, must have been like middle school or early high school, I think. I can't remember. I, I, didn't, I don't really remember. Let's see. I'm literally searching top dead baby jokes. Fifty of the funniest dead baby jokes all the t of all time. How do you get a hundred babies into a bucket? A blender. How do you get them back out again? With Doritos. What's funnier than a dead baby? A dead baby in a clown costume. Like the fact that you were like the dead baby part is the is the you know is the joke. Yeah, I I feel like I remember them being like kind of cringe. If I remember correctly. Oh, let's get this psycho hose beast off the screen. So I, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on the Alex Jones thing because everyone else has already talked about it. Um, everybody else has already uploaded videos on it. Everybody else has already kind of talked, you know, talked it through. But, I, you know, I do think it's pretty interesting. I think... You know, Alex coming back, I think, is is a, is a W. But I also want to point out that, like, hey, Alex Jones was never banned off of... Alex Jones was never banned from is Rumble. You know, he, he was never banned... Uh, he's never banned from Rumble. And nobody's, like, spazzing out, talking about how great Rumble is. They're all like, oh, my God. X, such a stunning and brave move. Yes, I'm super happy that he's back on X. Um, people view X as like, you know, quote unquote, more important because there's more normies there. I get that. I get that. I'm not going to pretend that, what does X even have? 400 million users or something like that? You know, it's 10, 10 times bigger than Rumble. Um, but, you know, I... I still think, you know, I'm glad that he's back. When you look at kind of the mainstream media meltdown, pretty hilarious. Um, you have nobody's doing their whole I'm going to threads now thing, which was, you know, kind of the modern day is kind of the modern day um I'm moving to Canada if Trump wins the the presidency. You know. Rumble is pretty small. You think so? I don't think. I think 40 million users in the United States and Canada is not exactly small. I don't know what their. I don't know what their. Uh, I don't know what their worldwide usage is. Probably not nearly as big as, as YouTube or whatever. Like, they're probably the most saturated in the United States. I would guess, but I don't know that answer. Peter, I'm, I'm so very sorry to hear that. Um, you know what I think? I think there are a lot of other shows that are not slow and boring that uh, you can tune into. And I think that that would be great. 
I think that uh, I am slow and boring. That's my appeal. Rolling Stone having a meltdown about it, of course. Uh, <clears throat> the Daily Beast having a meltdown about it. Um, you know, the, the, the Twitter space was also legendary afterwards. The Twitter space afterwards had, at one point, Elon talking directly to Alex. Mark Dice was in there. Andrew Tate was in there. Um, Dave Smith was in there. I think Patrick Beck David was there. Something, you know, like, it was, it was legendary. And then in the middle of it all, Vivek took a piss. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. I, I didn't listen very long because, like, I can't do spaces where everyone's just, like, talking over themselves. Um, You know, talking over each other is kind of dumb. And, like, I wanted to hear Alex and, and Elon interact. I didn't really – I mean, the freaking Krasensteins were in there, and it was, like, basically ruining it. Pre <clears throat> Pierce Morgan having an absolute diaper rage about uh, Elon Musk coming back. Again, look, you can't bear... I mean, there's no point... There's no point in burying the guy twice. You know, he lost a civil court case for a billion dollars. He lost all of his platforms. Like, what, what else do you want? Is he supposed to say... He's supposed to say stay banned forever from everything. You know, like I think that like, you know, and Piers Morgan, the ultimate irony, this guy points out, I just can't get over the fact of how your show is called uncensored and you're calling for more censorship. The things are changing. If you look at Alex Jones, you, people don't think there's an interest in what this guy has to say. 600,000 new followers in the last 48 hours and growing and growing. So you see like whenever this was last updated, he was at 1.45 million earlier today. If I refresh this, he's probably gained another 100 or 200,000. He's getting another 150,000 followers. So it's a, today alone, Alex Jones will probably get 500,000 new followers on top of yesterday's 300,000. So he'll, he'll end up with like a million new followers in a single day. I mean, I can't think of anyone who's ever grown that big, like that quick, you know? So there's obviously, people are obviously interested in what the guy has to say. He obviously has a following. So, you know, why wouldn't he have a, why wouldn't, why shouldn't he have a platform? This number is actually, I didn't think, you know, I knew Alex was popular, but I did not think he was going to get like a million new followers. That's actually nuts. They also brought back the old school InfoWars handle too, I think. Yep, at InfoWars, which was Bannon, now back. So they brought all this stuff back. Wait, what's interesting here? Oh, they just retweeted an old November. This is an old November post. So they haven't posted anything, but they've done a few retweets, it looks like. Oh, no, here's one. 
So they're they're posting back on this again. So I think that's good. I think it's good he's back. I think it's going to create some interesting stuff. I think the community note system is actually pretty well versed to handle if like he says anything heinous or insane or anything like that. Piers Morgan being mad about it, I don't care. <laughs> David Levitt saying Elon Musk is responsible for every person who dies now that Elon that Alex Jones is back on Twitter. What? Dies? Is that like everybody who dies like on the planet? That Lego DeLorean says kicking my ass. I'm having fun trying to build it though. That's the fun of Legos. You gotta take your time. Build it slow. Build a couple of you know sections a day. So that's all good. That's all good news. Adam Kingzinger crying about it. With Alex Jones back, every advertiser still in this platform needs to leave. Okay. So then where would you cry? By the way, Mark Dice points out, two months ago you said you were going to leave, yet you're still whining here every day. Lead by example, delete your account. What people are, what people are finding out rapidly is that it's extremely difficult to bring people over to a new platform. Threads launched and they had all these fake numbers about how many, you know, how many people were on Threads. And then you would go there and post and nobody would interact. It's the same way like, you know, I have 1. something, 1.2 million subscribers on YouTube. I could barely bring 1% of them over here. People don't want to move because they're used to platforms, you know, and I get that. Is that the dollar toothbrush guy? Yes, it is. One penny. But yes, that's the guy. That's uh, the target Tory douchebag. That is the target Tory a douchebag. I got a, a little public video for you now. Let's do. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Jeremy here from the Publica uh, with uh, an interesting video I wanted to highlight. An interesting story. I've talked about, uh, I think I talked about in the last video I did for the Publica about Riley Gaines going up against the Biden administration talking about, you know, protecting women's sports. And I think that, you know, it's a foregone kind of conclusion or point to, it's a, I'm not going to belabor the point. Everybody knows that biological men in most cases um, in competition sports and feats of strength have advantages over biological women. This has always been the case. It's been the case since the beginning of time. The only people who dare to, um, you know, try to deny that fact are political ideologues and creeps. I've often said that essentially there are really only two ways that we can defeat this woke intrusion into women's sports. The first of which is having women be brave enough to simply refuse to compete against them, uh, biological men. And we've seen this in several cases. One, not that long ago, there was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament in which in the female category, a large percentage of them were actually biological men. And some of the biological women simply said, not going to do it. 
not going to roll around on the ground with a biological man who identifies as a woman. Not to mention, even if that individual isn't there for nefarious reasons, if they're just there to have their gender identity affirmed, they're going to have a gigantic physical advantage over any biological woman in that same category. So that's the first way. Women have to just stop. Just stop. Refuse to compete against them. Let them go run out there by themselves. Take a lap by themselves while everyone laughs at them. The second way be to, would be to reduce it to the ridiculous. Or in this case, increase it to the ridiculous. Every husband, brother, cousin, friend, father of these women who are competing in women's sports that are letting biological men in the categories with them should sign up. Every one of these stupid soccer teams that lets biological men or rugby teams that lets biological men, an entire team of men, biological men, should enter those leagues and destroy everybody. Identify as a woman, destroy everyone. Join their soccer leagues, join their uh, rugby leagues, join their hockey leagues, join their wrestling leagues, join their jiu-jitsu leagues, join their dart leagues, join their whatever it is, entire teams of biological men with full beards who play the sport should join and make it so ridiculous that they just, they have to, you know, make a decision. Well, this is the story of one, one woman who did the former who was brave enough to say, you know what? I'm not going to submit to your insanity. Now this, what's interesting here is this is a pool league um, or billiards. You know, if you're from across the pond, you might call it billiards or whatever. But now pool isn't necessarily something that I would say absolutely you know, is a feat of, you know, you have a man and a woman, the man has a clear advantage. Pool isn't, a, isn't as much about strength. In all the pool leagues that I've played in, it's not, it's generally not, no, that's not true. It is gendered. When you play in like, uh, when you go to the pro level, when you go to like uh, states, men compete against men, women compete against women. I suppose on the break, men have some, you know, physical advantages. Let's just say, there may be advantages in pool, but it's not as big as, say, football or swimming. But there are probably advantages. So this brave woman uh, did what you're supposed to do. A female pool player received a round of applause when she forfeited a pool tournament rather than compete against a trans woman in the finals. Leanne Pinches opted to walk away from the finals of an English Pool Association 2023 champion of champion of champions ladies. So it was a female division. Okay. You could argue something like maybe darts, probably kind of neutral, pool probably closer to neutral. But if the league has a designated league for men and women, then we can assume that there's probably some advantage. You know. Maybe, again, pool and darts may not be as crazy as a difference as swimming or gymnastics or weightlifting or things like that, but there are still gendered divisions. So this woman made it, it was playing in a tournament, right? And just said, nah, I'm not doing it. And you see this, a video of the moment shows pinches. This is a woman, and Haynes Veed. Uh, to see who would break. Oh, vi as they vied to see who would break. Okay, so in pool tournaments, you both sh 
you hit a ball and see who gets closer to the rail, and then that's who gets the break. Pinches won and shook hands with Haynes, but then walked towards the tournament official and apparently declared forfeit. Pinches proceeded to unscrew her, unscrew her pool cue, pack it up, as Haynes raised her hands in disbelief. This man, biological man couldn't believe that this woman didn't want to play against him. Realizing what is happening, what happened, the crowd loudly cheered and applauded Pinches for walking away. According to the English Pool Association website, Haynes has won at least eight tournaments since the start of the year. Eight. So this biological man has, is dominating a pool, so maybe it does matter. Here's the clip. Yes, man! Love it. Love that the crowd cheered. Pinch's brother applauded his sister's decision. Full credit and great respect to my sister, uh, Lynn Pinches, yesterday for taking a stand and not playing in the biggest match of her pool life because she feels it's so unfair to have to compete against trans women. Barry Pinches wrote on Facebook. I can completely agree with her view, and it's totally unfair to expect women to compete against trans women in the pool, in pool or any other sport for that matter. So apparently this biological man has been absolutely crushing it. The brother added that he does not have an issue with trans identifications, but rather trans women competing in women's sports. For the record, this post is about fairness in women's sport. That is all. I have no problem whatsoever. If somebody wants to identify themselves as whatever they want to be, I have nothing against Harriet Haynes. This was the at least the second instant in, in recent weeks of women refusing to compete against a trans counterpart in sports. More of this. There needs to be more of this. Last week in response to a news story about women dropping out of a martial arts tournament, that's what I was talking about earlier, Tennis legend Martina Navratilova said, this is what is happening. Women are self-excluding themselves from competitions they train for. Now tell me how this is fair again. Absolute boss. And by the way, this is like, you know, a big deal. There's probably a lot of money on the line, I would suspect. People might say, uh, people might say women's sports are boring, but I disagree. There are excellent female pool players. And there are excellent female dart throwers. You have to obviously be into watching pool or you have to be into darts. Um, there are great female bowlers. Um, I bowl with one in my league. You know, she pretty consistently throws 700 series. So, I mean, you know, and it's, it's she's just, you know, it, it's, it's wild to me that this just does, that people accept this. But when the women stand up for it and say, I'm, not I'm done with this. I'm done. No, I'm not competing against a biological man. I think it's great. It's absolutely great. Here's a better video, I think.
So it looks like she won the break. She tells the person, the official, I'm out, I'm forfeiting. Get bent. Yes, man! And she look at her, she's like, this guy's like, this trans individual's like, what's happening? What are they applauding for? I don't get it. Love it. Love every bit it. Love it. Even Kevin Sorbo, yes. Love hearing the crowd cheering for Lynn. The bloke looks stupid holding this pointless, undeserved trophy. You know, I, I get it. This is why is billiards gendered? Um, yeah, I mean, height, arm reach, reach across the table. I guess that's true. Reaching across the table, men are generally taller than women. So that's probably true. Um, and again, like, I've got more to say about this, and I'm going to say it. In, um, in the members only part of this video. Uh, so if you're a member, you'll see it start. If you haven't, well then, if you haven't joined yet, if you join, then hopefully you'll join and hear what else I have to say. If not, I hope you enjoyed the video though. Now, in the members part of this video, if you're watching me live stream this, you get it for free on my Rumble stream. But uh, it is my opinion <clears throat> that every single one of these biological men who want to compete against biological women in sporting events, in gendered leagues, are weak predators. That's my, that's my opinion. They are weak, predatory men who enjoy humiliating women who couldn't cut it in the men's divisions, who couldn't cut it in the men's leagues. That's my opinion, and I'm allowed to have that. I don't believe that being, like, humiliating women is your right. Gender affirmation is not a right. It is a nicety that nice people allow you to do. You want to walk around with a party city wig on your head? Go ahead. Just use the right bathroom and stay out, stay in your lane in gendered sports. And 99% of people would be fine with you. That's why I'm telling you that these trans individuals who are always biologically male, who want to compete against biological women are are uh, uh, predatory creeps. They are the type of people that peep on women and look through windows. They're male feminists who, um, who end up getting me tooed. That's who these people are, in my opinion. Okay, it's very clear. It's very clear to me that this small group Right? It might be a hundred people worldwide who are biological men and trans who absolutely must compete against women are, are deranged. 
they get off on humiliating women. They get off on making women feel uncomfortable. They get off on forcing themselves into women's spaces like bathrooms and locker rooms. That gets them off. They have a fetish. They have absolutely, they have every right to play all the pool they want or all the swimming events they want or all the um, cycling events that they want, but they're going to compete in their biological division. And it's just so funny to me. If I were wrong, okay, if I were wrong, how come we don't see all these same, the same number of biological men competing in the correct biological category, right? It's because they're predators and creeps and they get off on it. That's my opinion. Prove me wrong. They know exactly what they're doing. You know, forcing women to have to be nude with them in the locker room at the YMCA. By the way, shame on the YMCA. Disgusting um, that they continue to side with these creeps that want their, their giant, you know, their swinging female penises out uh, while, while women are, other, other women are trying to change and shower in the locker room. That's a case that the YMCA has continued. The YMCA has continually uh, condoned this behavior. When you force your way into women's spaces, you are a predator and a creep. You want to be trans? Cool. You want to be trans and compete in cycling events? Cool. You want to be trans and be biologically male and compete against biological females? No. It's pretty simple. We're not talking about we're not talking about like any real restrictions on your movement in life. You can be trans and compete in whatever sport you want, okay? You just don't get to compete against women because you get you, it makes your little female penis hard. Because that's what it does. If you want to be a biological male and be trans and dress, you know, present as female but you're biological male, and compete against biological men in swimming, cycling, whatever, more power to you. There's a reason that every one of these mediocre men want to compete against women. It's because they suck. Not one. I mean, how many of these, look at Leah Thomas, ranked number 400 in the country or something, switches to the female league, suddenly is number one in the world. How come... You never see the somebody who's in the top 50 in their, in their prospective sport become trans and want to go compete against an inferior uh, opponent, physically inferior. I don't mean that in a negative way, women. I mean, these men know that they have a significant advantage from Jump Street. It's gross. And, you know, huge ups, you know, as somebody who enjoys pool and, um, you know, huge ups for this woman walking away. And, you know, everyone should be booing. This trans individual, if, 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 if he wants to play pool in a men's league, no one would care. That's where the trans mafia comes after people. Nobody would give a damn if this biological male wanted to look the way they do and competed in the men's league. There is a reason why he competes against women, and it's because he is a mediocre, weak man who gets off on it. That's the fact, and I hope you enjoyed that. 
I like doing my little, uh, you know, locals segments during the week. It's always, it's always a, a good time for me. I think these guys are basically rapists. I think that they're, you know, that they're one step away from being a rapist. Because all of the same shit, all of the same things that drive a rape, okay, are driving these biological men. Rape is about power dynamic. Rape is about dehumanizing. Rape is not about blowing your load. Okay. And that's exactly what this man is doing to these women. He's raping them. He's dehumanizing them. He's dominating them. He's humiliating them. It is all the same thing. It is every major these these men are rapists without the real without the balls to actually rape somebody. That's who they are. Nine-tenths of a rape is happening when they do this shit. Trans man, once one of my motivations for becoming a man was because I was denied baseball. I love baseball. I turned 11. I was informed I had to go play stupid softball with the girls. Well, that's interesting. There's no... In my in my little league, even though I was in the Midwest, we had girls that played in little league with us, like hardball. Well, we had a, we had a girl on my team. Pretty sure when I was in, might have been little league even. She was pretty good, shortstop. Couldn't hit very well, but was excellent defender. You should have been able to play baseball. I don't have any. That's the thing is like I don't have any problem like if you. Right, you were a woman, a biological female. You wanted to play Little League? I don't have any problem with that. A biological female going to compete against biological males is totally fine. You know what I mean? I don't have any problem with that. It just, just never happens that way. I was really happy to see Natasha in the public video Rumble this morning. I used to watch her weekly Rebel show that she did with Catherine. Yeah, she works for us. Like when I was in when I was in minor league, it was there were lots of girls on the teams. And I was in the Midwest. I wouldn't exactly call that like super uh <laughs> super progressive. I just think it's predatory when you're like now I will argue, you know, I will agree that pool isn't as outwardly like, oh, there should be gender divisions, but you know, men are generally taller have longer reach. Um, these, this shit matters in your shooting pool. How far you can reach across the pool table matters. I mean, there's stuff like this, right? So she quits. There's a biological man just broke this girl's face. Is it normal for girls to be able to jump, jump four feet in the air and break someone's face? I was severely injured in a high school volleyball game by a transgender athlete on the opposing team. Um, 
but yeah, I just kind of couldn't match, you know, Austin and some of the single track and, you know, the power. Um, it's just not comparable. Look at this. That's a biological male for you. Ableist says, do you believe that Mark Lapine's father, Richard Leah Scarby, should face jail for inciting polytechnique by driving him insane by a child abuse having his most... Whoa, I have no idea what you're referencing. Oh yeah, you guys don't see the video. Sorry, my bad. I'll go back here. We saw this, right? But look at this. It broke her face. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about that ableist. Sorry, I'm unfamiliar with that story. It's every one of these like situations that get out of control are always biological men competing against biological women. If you want, if you're a biological woman and you want to compete, I mean, here's another one. It's, you know, cycling couldn't, I mean, look at this crap. Biological man. Oh, whoops. Yeah, I guess I haven't. I'll look at, uh, is that a meme? Are you joking with me? I'm, these girls are getting right into it. These girls. This is a man right here, by the way. Game over. Wow. And a quick finish to our first our first women's twenty thousand dollar championship tournament fight. Biological man. <laughs> yeah, the, the lacrosse video, the girl gets her entire face broken. Six foot two, weighing a hundred kilos and blessed with a mighty kicking boot. He <laughs> should have been a shoe in to play at the elite level of the women's Aussie rules competition. It's a man. I mean, give me a break. That's a full grown man out there competing against women. It's girls. A full-grown man competing against girls. Like, you tell me that that's not a predator. You tell me that that's not a predator. With the return... Fucking Tim... Scooped me. We've got some more news though. Let's let's change the topic. Let's have a little fun. <clears throat> doobie doobie do. Doobie doobie doo do doobie doobie do. Doobie dooby doo. 
You will all stare at this horrendous picture. While I upload a file for Sydney. Do, 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 be, do. I know everyone says they don't watch Tim and then like I upload a video that he uploaded earlier in the day and it completely tanks. I think it's because like just enough people won't watch it because they've seen Tim cover it that YouTube like buries it. You know, they don't send it out to my subs. I think that's probably part of it. That's probably... Uh, right. Okie dokie. We all know that there is no shortage of like weirdos uh, predatory individuals on, on the internet. Okay. And normally when I cover something like this, it would be kind of just for the memes and kind of mocking it because we know that Twitch, for example, is a cesspool of, of well, epic proportions. And this story is about a new meta. What is a meta? Well, essentially it just is a trend, a meta in, in, in Twitch has been, you know, last year it was like the hot tub streams. And w when, when people talk about the Twitch meta, maybe it's IRL streaming, maybe it's, um, you know, eating fast food, or maybe it's like the cinnamon challenge, or maybe it's the, um, you know, whatever, you know, playing among us, whatever's popular turns into a meta turns into a, uh, a trend. Well, one particular meta on the platform is predatory in my opinion. And I want to share with why it's, yes, it's hilarious and pathetic, but it's also more sinister. And I hope that you'll hear me out on it because, you know, I don't see a lot of people sharing this, this part of it. Most people just look at, oh, look at these girls um, with their hanging their bobs out to get viewers. Ha 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 slut, you know, or something like that you'll hear. But I think it's far more sinister, um, you know, than people understand. It's extremely... Um, predatory. Um, I think it's, uh, it's gross. It's, um, it's very borderline, uh, uh, P word, I think. Um, so there's a new meta on Twitch, which is essentially women not wearing their tops and cutting off the camera just above the areola is essentially what it is. Some of them even pathetically greasing, greasing their chest up to make it reflective. Okay. You see this, you know, pictures. I'm not even going to show the picture because, oh, okay. This one's okay. When they're live, it goes much lower than this. Okay. You see Twitch is one of the top, the net's top broadcasting platforms filled with a wide array of live content that is just for everyone to enjoy. But everyone, however, some streamers have discovered certain strategies for optimizing their channels, something called a meta. For example, Twitch became the subject of scrutiny in 2021 for the hot tub meta. The ASMR meta took over the site. Now, in these both of these particular examples, it was scantily clad women 
um, targeting 12-year-old boys. Okay, that's the gross part about it. And I want to talk about that. So now there's this thing called the topless meta. Um, you have this a clip from December 8th from a streamer and a model, not even going to give them any clout, showing the creator seeming standing fully, you know, unclothed in front of the camera. However, the camera cut off just above any sensitive bits, but many viewers feel they're going too far. So here's, here's, the, here's the, the shot. I mean, you're kidding me, right? I feel, I feel what is this meta? And also, like... You can even see they greased up their boobs so they could get better... Uh, they could get better glare, right? Now, of course, she isn't the only streamer participating in this. Other broadcasters have also joined in with similar content, leaving commenters across social media baffled as to how its content hasn't been warranting a ban for violating the platform's community guidelines on spicy content. Twitch's guidelines on this type prohibit females presenting individuals from showing uh, any nip unless they're actively feeding a child. Many viewers argue that these streamers are finding ways to skirt Twitch's guidelines now, of course, this person doesn't seem too bothered by the backlash, even poking fun at their fellow creators, but urging them to take part in it. Now, I want to tell you why this meta is gross, predatory, um, you know, and, and, and sick. Okay. Some people might say, yes, of course, not everybody is 12 years old on Twitch. I understand it. Sometimes I, I watch Twitch, right? There's two, there's two avenues here that I want to share with you. And by the way, if you agree or you disagree, don't forget that Christmas is right around the bend. Coffee brand coffee has, in my opinion, the best gift options on the internet. We have pre-built gift boxes, but we also have our super popular gift box builder where you can choose from about 30 different coffees, K-cups, ground, whole bean, 15 organic teas, real cacao cocos like peppermint hot cocoa, um, premium Canyon snacks like chocolate covered espresso beans, uh, spicy and sweet treat mixes, kettle corn, peppermint bark. You can build your own personalized gift box. Promo code best gift. You only have about seven more days to order to get it in time for Christmas. So I hope that you'll do so. Now, the reason that these metas work, the reason that I think they are gross is, is the following. So first and foremost, a lot of people will ask, why don't these women just uh, go on to some website that does this kind of thing? I don't really know. I know there are many out there. Cam sites, right? Why don't they just do that? Or why doesn't Twitch just have a... Why doesn't Twitch just have a section for this, right? Where you can have an age verification, this, that, and that, right? It's because these women know that they would get no attention in a sea of other women exposing themselves, right? That is the harsh reality. That is the truth. And that is what makes this predatory. If these women were just out there saying, oh, I want to be a normal, I want to, I want to be a, you know, I want to sell my body on the internet, just like everyone else, then they would be on those sites. They know that they're essentially surprise boobs on Twitch, a place where you're not used to seeing it, right? 
A place where you're not used to seeing it, suddenly you see it and it becomes extremely popular. That's the reason, like, um, the that's the reason that these like ASMR streams, right? I mean, forty-five percent of the viewers, nearly fifty percent of the viewers on Twitch are between the ages of thirteen and seventeen. So one out of every two viewers that these women get are under eighteen years old. Just so we're clear, okay. This is why I don't have a lot of time for this. You want to do this work? Fine. Keep it off Twitch. The reason it gets popular on Twitch is because it's full of children. It's full of children who create a pipeline. They are essentially grooming young viewers to get addicted to porn. That is what they're doing. It's not, ha ha, it's a meta, tee hee, look at this weird thing, ha 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 ha. They know where they're going, has a 50% audience, 50% of the audience is under 17 years old. They go there, they put themselves out there like that because they know children will watch. Adults can find some, some, Two fried eggs hanging on a nail like that anywhere on the internet. I'm not going to Twitch if I'm trying to uh, get the poison out, let's say. They are specifically there on Twitch for children. Okay? That is why I, I, don't, ha I don't really believe this whole like, oh, it's just a meta. <laughs> it's just a meta. <laughs> no. You know what you're doing. And that's why it's so nefarious. That's why these women doing this, like they either know and are okay with it, which I suspect, or, they, or, they, or they're completely oblivious to it. And they're just like, oh, wow, I go on Twitch and I do this and I just get a bunch of people addicted to my OnlyFans account. I suspect these women know. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly who their target audience is. And they go on Twitch to find them. Nobody would care about this woman on some cam site. She'd be one of a billion women selling themselves. They're, they go on Twitch because they are groomers, in my opinion. Right? Teehee, it's harmless. Teehee, it's harmless. Oh, really? Then why are you selling, um, you know... <clears throat> You know, it's always a pipeline to their spicier content. What is the end goal of this individual streaming on Twitch? Ask yourself that. It's to get people to subscribe to their OnlyFans. That is the end goal. And you go to a pool that you know is full, nearly 50% of them under the age of 18, to sell these things. I mean, that'd be like saying... They'd be like going to a high school with porno mags and being like, well, some of, the high, some of the seniors are 18, so this isn't weird. Yeah, I know some of the freshmen are, are 13 years old, but the t there's teachers here too. Here's a high school full of people. There's teachers and custodians that can buy these. It's, it's, uh, it's not like this funny thing to me. You know what I mean? It's not like this harmless thing to me because I know the level of thought that is going into this. They know by going on Twitch, they will find children. 
who they can get addicted to their, their parasocial OnlyFans content. And um, it's disgusting. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't condone it. You want to go on there and play video games and happen to mention you have an OF? I think that that's fine. I accept that. But when you go and you do this crap, right? You show up and you're just, you know, obviously there. <clears throat> I, I just, I don't, I don't, um, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't agree with it. And I don't think it's funny and harmless. I think it's predatory and gross. And, you know, I think the longer that Twitch, I mean, they, 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 I mean, I can't even show what's going on here. Um, I, I can't show it on the screen, but it's like these, it's not just one woman doing it. It's bad enough that, that men are preyed on on these platforms. Uh, young men, boys getting addicted to, uh, you know, this type of content. People will say, oh, but it's, it's, um, it's, uh, you know, there are 18 year olds there too. Okay, cool. All right. When you're, you're, are you cool with your daughter seeing some guy's junk root? You know, everything but the tip. Are you cool with some guy showing that to your daughter? Oh, well, that's different. No, it's not. Now, some women might say, well, this is all the problem. Free the nipple. Okay, fine. That's a different argument, but that's not what these women are doing. That's not what these women are doing. They are targeting young men to sell them content that they shouldn't be watching, that they're not old enough for. Um, and it's, it's gross. And uh, any attempt to pretend that these monsters aren't targeting young kids goes out the window when they're purposely putting this content on Twitch. They know who's watching it. Yes, some people are of age, sure. But most of them aren't. And it's quite frankly, it's absolutely disgusting. I wanted to say dick root because you know guys have a dick root if they're like if you're like thin enough, right? I just I don't have a lot of time for these creeps. And people think like, people act like uh, 17 year olds don't have debit cards. Of course they do. They have debit, debit cards, they have Google Pay, they have Amazon Prime. It's different now. <clears throat> Dig root, it's called neck. <laughs> Yeah, she's definitely not attractive in my opinion, but I don't really care. Um, you know, some some people, I mean, like, I mean, what the fuck, you know? Like, does she try to make, she's trying to make her tits look like someone cummed on them, came on them? Is that what this liquid is? I'm going to put some glycerine on my titties so they look like somebody just blew a load on them, and I'm going to go on Twitch. These kids all have PayPal, yep. I understand if you're a woman and you want to make the argument about freeing the nipple and that breasts aren't sexual, fine. That's a different argument. You know, that's a different argument. 
The argument that women's breasts shouldn't be seen as sexual is destroyed by biological evolution. Look, I don't, I don't even want to go down that road. I, I mean, I like, I like, I like boobs. Um, they're always going to be, you know, sexual to me. And no amount of some feminist telling me they're not is going to convince me. <laughs> but I mean, if you want to walk around with your tits out, that's on you. That's fine by me. I don't see my ball sack as sexual either. Can I wear shorts that just like there's little two little cutouts with, with one ball that hangs out at each side? I don't see my balls as sexual. They're just carrying a biological fluid. What are you, some kind of degenerate? Stop, stop sexualizing my ball sack, women. Free the balls, yeah. Free the free the balls. Stop oppressing my balls. Stop, guys, stop. Ladies, ladies, stop telling me what I can and can't do with my balls. I want to show them off to kids. I don't think my balls are are sexual, so I'm gonna go across the park, you know, to a park bench across from an elementary school and just let my balls hang out. They're getting lower now too. I'm 40. I could probably get away with just some gym shorts. I could pull it, pull my sack through one side, just let it hang there. I don't think it's sexual. Things always get really like, um, <clears throat> th things, you know, things always a good, um, your balls, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. The I think um, a lot of this stuff gets really clear, me, clarified when you put a man into the situation. You know what I mean? Oh, it's just boobs, no big deal. Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna set the camera to where you just see my dick root, and you don't see the you don't see the head of my dick, but your daughter's gonna tune into that on a live gaming stream. Do you still feel the same? Every single time. A better example um, is the hypocrisy around female rapists. Okay? These teachers that are having sex with their students are pedophiles. Or um, hebophiles. Is it a hebophile? Is that the correct one? They are rapists. They are predators. But men are always like, oh, nice. Nice. But the second a man... If the man's good looking and he has sex with a 14 year old student, the men are all like, get the wood chipper, get the wood chipper. Everyone get the wood chipper. He's a, he's a predator and a pedophile. Oh, it's a woman. Nice. Nice. I gotta let the cat out. All right. I'm coming. Oh my God, did you hear about this teacher? Did you hear about this teacher, Daniel? 
Professor Daniel slept with a, with an eighth grader. Oh my God! Get the wood chipper. Oh wait, I I read that wrong. It's Danielle. Oh nice, nice. Danielle, you said. Oh nice. Do you have a picture? What's she look like? What what's she look like? If she's moderately attractive, I think this is okay. If she's overweight and gross, I think she should go to prison. Yeah, old women at the bowling alley feeling on my husband's arms. And it's supposed to just be normal. But if a man, old man came up and touched me and rubbed my arms, it would be so weird. Exactly. Yeah, Jeremy knows the rules. Yep, I do. <laughs> Those are the rules. I don't make them. Uh, King of Biltong is here. Good afternoon from Anton's in Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping for your Biltong using code THEQ on landofbiltong.com and antonusa.com. Some listeners are now return shoppers. Thanks for the support. That's right. I, I, I enjoy the product as well. Is she cute? Nice. Oh my God, she's she's overweight and unattractive. Rapist! I don't make the rules. I'm just articulating them. I'm just letting you know the rules so you know how to react about rape. Doobie doobie doo. Doobie doobie doo. Doobie doobie doo. Dibba dibba doo. Dibba dibba doo. Dibba 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 doo. Something's fucked up with Rumble right now. I know there's, is Rumble like, yeah, normally I'd have like 4,000 people here right now. I don't know if I have 4,000 people here, but like, is Rumble, it's working for me, so I don't know. Yeah, Rumble's really got to get that under, under control, you know? Doobie doobie doo. Shout out to everyone who's watching over on Locals. If you want to watch on Locals, participate in the Locals chat. Here's the link. I like to see, I like, I have both chats up. That's right. The prize link is not up. You are correct. What is going on? 
everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful Monday. You're probably not. It's Monday. In the history of, t- of all time, I'm guessing that the least likely day to be having an awesome day is probably Monday. But I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you supporting the channel. I really do. And I appreciate everyone who is um, you know, watching my daily live streams over at Rumble. Absolutely crushing it over there. If you're not following me on Rumble, I'm not asking you to leave YouTube. Just asking you to tune into my live show at rumble.com slash C as in Charlie slash the quartering. We all know that Disney loves feminism. Disney absolutely loves the women. And who doesn't? I love women. Leave a like on this video right now if you love women. Congratulations, I tricked you. You're a feminist. No, I'm kidding. Leave the like on there, please. Well, Disney loves to virtue signal about how important women are and all the things that they do to help women. Okay? I get it. It's, it's, I get it. You're Disney. You love the women. You're very stunning and diverse. Well, it turns out you've been screwing over the women at your company for years. In fact, you're being sued by 9,000 women. Absolutely hilarious. Things just keep getting worse for Disney. And, and you know, like, I, I don't even know, like, how they're going to come out of, you know, this, this lawsuit or whatever isn't going to bankrupt them, right? But, I mean, it's the whole picture, right? If It's just the whole picture. We look at Disney stock today. Of course, that is not doing very well, although for five days, eh, okay, so it's about even. Over the last month, they've given up almost everything they gained. But, again, they're still way, way down. 9,000 women. You know what those 9,000 women, here's what Disney can give them. Is a sweet coffee brand coffee gift box for Christmas. I recommend using our awesome gift box builder to really personalize that gift box. There's only 14 days till Christmas and really only like seven or eight shopping days. We sell out of these gift boxes every single holiday. So I don't want you to wait. Promo code best gift and you'll save 10% too. Only while supplies last. Link in the description below. A judge on Friday certified a class action lawsuit that claims Disney paid 9,000 women less than their male counterparts. I don't even know. I mean, that does not sound like Disney to me. It simply does not sound like Disney to me. Disney is stunning and brave. Disney absolutely loves women. They put them in the lead role of every movie they make. They replace every man they possibly can. Now it turns out they've been doing it because it's cheaper. The suit is the largest ever certified under California's Equal Pay Act, which makes it illegal for workers to be paid less for substantially similar work based on their gender. And I, that should be illegal. Lori Andrus, the plaintiff's attorney, applauded the ruling outside of the courtroom in downtown L.A. Quote, Disney has been gaslighting these women for four years, she said. They love their jobs. They love the brand. But they want to be respected and treated in a way that they should be in the workplace. Disney expressed disappointment in a written statement. 
Quote, we are disappointed with the court's ruling as to the Equal Pay Act claims and are considering our options. Well, that does not sound very progressive. They, that does not sound like they love women as much as we do. What's interesting to me is uh, I never really understood the suing your employer thing. I just get another job. Well, I get suing them, let's say, if you got hurt on the job um, or something like that. That makes sense. You get hurt on the job or your boss is putting their hands on you or you have some sort of unsafe working conditions. But if you just want to get a raise, don't you think that suing your employer probably is going to limit your upward mobility in the company? I just feel like you're never going to make it very high in the corporate structure of a, of a company if you sue them. Now, I'm not saying they don't have every right, but this seems very frivolous to me. This seems like, hey, ladies, you want to sign on to this thing to get some free money? The only people that are going to get money from this, by the way, are their attorneys. The judge rejected Disney's arguments that the case was so, that was so sprawling as to unmanageable. Disney's attorney, Felicia, another woman, Davis argued that the plaintiffs are seeking to compare salaries across thousands of job groups, which reflect the decentralized decisions of thousands of managers. The class includes female Disney employees who have worked for the company in California since April 1st, 2015 in a non-union position below the level of vice president who have been assigned to a job family and level. It covers employees from Disneyland hotels and theme parks to the cruise line and Disney film and TV studios. Oh, by the way, over 9,000. I can't even believe I missed that joke. Davis argued that just because two employees are in the same job family and level does not mean their work is substantially similar. She rattled off a long list of job titles, music producers, pastry chefs, nurses, architects, ride engineers, visual effects directors, security dog handlers, and Star Wars social media managers to argue that the class members were too diverse to merit certification. These are different segments, different business areas, and different locations, she said. They report to different managers. They are in completely different industries, which pay completely differently. Davis argued that Disney will have to put on a massively complex defense at trial in order to show that any disparities were the result of allowable factors such as education, training, and experience. Well, you just hate to see it, don't you? I know it's going to be horrendous, Beryl said in a lightly mocking tone, challenging the argument that there is no efficient way to establish pay disparities across large groups. You're telling me Disney has no system of categorizing pay grade levels? Both sides have retained experts to prove or disprove a gender pay gap. Andrew says the starting pay across the class is a whole 2% lower for women than men. 2%? If you make $20 an hour, that's 40 cents. You're suing for this? I get the feeling that, that some law firm drummed this up. Some law firm was probably like, let's, uh, you know, let's, this seems like a, a absolute ridiculous lawsuit. And then you see, you see, Andrus was also pursuing a parallel claim under the state's Fair Employment and Housing Act, which would cover a broader group of 12,000 women. 
this sounds like the law firm is just an ambulance chaser and they make all their money doing this crap, recruiting people. Now, I think it's hilarious. You know, I think it's hilarious. To me, this seems probably like a, uh, a ambulance chaser lawsuit. And yeah, most people will get uh, a $25 gift card. The law firm will make 6 million bucks, but the people that are filing this lawsuit, they'll make, they'll make the real money. This on top of, of course, woke Disney admitting quote misalignment between its movies and what viewers want is harming their bottom line. After progressive Snow White reboot was pushed back for huge overhaul. I mean, Disney's been having some, some tough times. Disney can't feel the love at the box office, and there's a reason why. This is a brand new article, you know, talking about, you know, 100 years is a pretty good run. You know, you say Disney is among the woke mega companies that have forgotten their mission. Disney indicts its woke self with founder's own words and newly published book. Uh, you, struggling Disney hints its woke politics presents risks to our reputation and brands. This is a decision... This is a decision that Disney, you know, willingly made. That they that they willingly made. So I don't really know that I exactly feel that bad for them. In fact, I, I, I feel 0% bad for them. I feel not bad at all. I think it's hilarious. But this is a, you know, this is a company that, you know, keeps telling us, the um the forest is female. Well, it turns out that they were underpaying them all, allegedly. Two percent. Now this lawsuit will cost millions of dollars to defend for Disney, um, and it just seems that there's essentially when I'm looking at it, it, see, it feels like there's just blood in the water, right? Like there's just blood in the water here, and and people it's, you know feel- are po- people people are b- pouncing. That's, that's kind of exactly what it is. Disney's weak right now. People are, uh, people are pouncing on them, taking them to the cleaners. And I don't even care. Get woke, go broke. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure you have a like on it. We'll talk to you again real soon. I need to do a couple videos today. I have chemo tomorrow. Oh, shit, Jammer. Hope that goes well. They got sued by over 9,000. I wanted to pull this up. Got a couple more videos for y'all. If you're still out there. Yeah, Rumble's all over the place today. It's frustrating as a creator. It always seems to be happening during my streams. But, uh, you know. 
I know that's obviously like not on purpose. You know what I mean? Da, 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 da. What's going on, everyone? Jeremy here from The Quartering. I hope you're having an absolutely wonderful day. It's always wonderful when we get to dunk on Netflix, right? Like Netflix is one of the dumbest organizations on the planet. I don't really understand how in the HE double toothpicks they make money, but apparently they do. And quite frankly, um, the level of pandering, wokeness, degeneracy, um, race swapping, I think that they're kind of pressing their luck a little bit. I will say this, of all the streaming platforms out there, Netflix is basically the only one that I can think of that isn't losing billions of dollars, which I suppose is a win for them. But uh, this latest race swap is absolutely, positively one of the most hilarious things I've seen. And, I've, and we're talking about a company that has race swapped Cleopatra, that has race swapped Anne Boleyn, or is that BBC? Somebody made Anne Boleyn black. I, I feel like it was. it's either Netflix. When we're talking about legendary race swaps, it's either the BBC or Netflix. BBC recently race swapped Isaac Newton into a black man, I believe. This is one of the most hilarious. And we're going to get into that after a super quick word from this video sponsor, Private Internet Access. Now, if you don't have your VPN yet, now is the time to get one. Netflix, by the way, this is another excellent report from the Publica. This is my news company that I run with Sydney Watson and many others. If you're wondering, um, obviously we're available at thepublica.com. We have excellent articles, but we also have a Rumble and YouTube channel. If you haven't yet um, you know, subscribed, all of our videos go up here. You can see I do videos, Sydney does videos, our staff does videos. So yeah, we've been kind of quietly building that over some time. Here's another great article. Netflix accused of race swapping after replacing investigators who took down Purdue Pharma during opioid crisis with a fictional black woman. I just, you can't, it's just so good. Every bit about this is so good. Here's the actual investigators and here's the black woman with dreadlocks that they replaced them with. Again, to be clear, especially to my black viewers, it's not that the character's black, and you know that. It's that they are a real character that exists in real life, and they race swap them for no reason other than pandering. You want to talk about a fictional character getting race swapped? I think that's a different conversation, okay? You know, you they want to make um, the new Thor, well, that's a little worse example, but, you know, Spider-Man, you want to do the Miles Morales' Miles Morales argument? Okay, fine. But these are real people that existed, are still alive today, and you have replaced them with a black woman with dreads. This is absolute panderverse. Netflix is once again under fire for race swapping following the release of their new series, Painkiller, a dramatized retelling of a massive lawsuit filed against Purdue Pharma over opioid manufacturing. 
In the series, the investigators who took down the company are erased and instead depicted by a fictional black woman. To Dumb, the companion website to Netflix, describes the plot of this suspenseful drama as being, quote, inspired by true events and people. Following the victims and perpetrators for those are whose lives have been altered by Purdue Pharma. In this series, actress Uza Aduba plays Eddie Flowers with two L's, that's weird, an investigator determined to bring the case against Purdue and hold those responsible for the opioid epidemic accountable. Audience response to the series has been lackluster, with a Rotten Tomato score of 61 and an even lower official tomato meter score of 51, stating that the show honors the victims of the opioid crisis with effective dramatic beats, but is undermined by its stale satirical flourishes, resulting in a tonally confused bit of muckraking. One social media user made the point to highlight that although the show is based on real events surrounding the conspiracies of Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family, the creators failed to represent some of the investigators who were actually at the heart of the case, instead replacing the real figures with a singular black female character. I'm sure there are great black female investigators doing great work in law enforcement. I know there are because I can't remember the one woman's name. She's probably long retired, but the first 48 is one of my all-time favorite shows. And there was, there was like Shalacy, um, and then the, there was the black woman um, who was a detective that was really awesome too, and I can't think of her name. But anyway, it's not like we need fictional representation. I know there are great black women and black men doing great investigative work. Saw, um, quote, saw a preview for Netflix's show Painkiller about Purdue Pharma and noticed the story's intrepid wily hero Eddie Flowers is a black girl boss fed prosecutor who single-handedly takes down the Sackler family and thought it was weird that I'd never heard of this person uh, and that she's not more prominent public figure since she perfectly ticks every lib fantasy box strutting, cunning, courageous, sassy, and who outsmarts her big pharma antagonist. But of course, when I looked it up, it turns out Eddie Flowers isn't real. They just made her up. <laughs> I mean, what a great, I mean, does it get any more hilarious than this? Another user writes, quote, it's, it's contrived, predictable, and boring at this stage. Almost every new American TV series or movie with a character that is a judge, mayor, chief of police, head of the FBI will have a black woman in that role. It doesn't reflect the diversity of real life in any way. Another describes Eddie Flowers' character as, quote, the most unlikable character I've seen on a TV show in a while. She's unpleasant to every person she react interacts with. Well, that's... You know, that's the, that's the girl boss persona. According to Screen Rant, the decision to erase the real investigators and substitute a fictional character was, quote, for the sake of their story? What? You robbed them of their, of their, um, of their credit for this. And that the creators of the show, quote, needed to ensure that the hero of the television series had one singular face, as where... Uh, Aduba and Eddie came in. What? I think I can handle two protagonists. I'm pretty sure I could. 
In an interview with Tadum, Aduba said the world of Eddie Flowers, who is a fictitious person, but has a composite of the number of investigators, except she's black and a woman anyway, runs alongside the very real Richard Sackler, having those points of interaction where two worlds come together was incredibly impactful and powerful. Here's the picture of the real investigators. Three white people. And as we know, as everybody knows, that is inherently incorrect. That is inherently incorrect. Um, that is a problem that needs to be fixed. And that is what race swapping does. It is inherently a problem if you're white and successful to Netflix. They think that if they highlighted the actual people that did this, that would somehow be some sort of slight to black people. Which is absurd. Of course it isn't. Of course it isn't. Despite their hard work and incredible team effort in the fight against Purdue Pharma, the creators of the show did not include anybody from the original story in the movie. Audiences have become increasingly frustrated with entertainment companies and outlets that continue to race swap and gender swap characters with many of them lamenting these characters are empty, vapid, and lack proper character development, making them completely unrelatable. In 2022, the streaming service lost almost 1 million subscribers, subscri some subscribos, the largest decline since 2011. They've gained back subscribers following a crackdown on password sharing, but they reported an $18 billion loss in value last July. I don't know when they're going to get this. By the way, shout out to thepublica.com. Put that on your, you know, your daily check. You know, when you want to see what's going on in the world, we're adding more staff. We're putting up uh, articles more often. We're working on um, fixing a lot of the like little bugs that people have with the website. You know, you see, of course, the <laughs> Denzel Washington to play Carthinian. Carth I I can't even say this word. I talked about the Hannibal one. But uh, anyway, yeah, we've got new articles coming out every day. Obviously, we have new videos three, four times a week. So we're on Rumble. We're also on YouTube. Check that out. But, you know, this isn't the first time Netflix did this. You know, Netflix, they, they race swap people all the time. They literally can't help themselves. They get off on it. That's fine. I just won't watch. And hopefully the 3% of people that they're pandering to can, can maintain them. You know? That's If you care so much about black representation or LGBTQ representation, that's cool. If you think that matters so much, I hope they can support your company. I hope, they can, I, hope that they, I hope that every LGBTQ person out there can sign up 10 times because that's the only people you're making content for now. And that's fine by me. It's another 15 bucks a month in my pocket. Hope you enjoyed this video. We'll talk to you again real soon. I don't even know. Like the Netflix race swap thing is such a meme now. It's such a meme that like, I don't even know how to, like, what do I even do? Let me archive this quick. All right. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Don't work harder, work smarter. Stream slash record videos. Exactly. That is what I do, my friend.
You know what's weird is uh, I noticed that archive.is does not work inside of Brave. Wonder why that is. You should work with Rumble or create your own streaming company that's dedicated to streaming games without the porn chicks. I, I don't have anywhere near enough money for that. Jeff Bezos can barely make it work. I know Rumble's having some problems today, but you know I've got a job to do, and so I just keep grinding, you know? I've got a job to do. I've got a job to do. Archive, well, archive.ph didn't, didn't work either. It works in other browsers, just not in Brave. That's a weird thing. It works in Chrome and, and uh, other stuff. Anyway, I, I don't need this article for it. You know, it's a, uh, <laughs> we have a, a new, uh, Female ju Juicy Sommelier? I, I don't really know. I guess it's not necessarily the same thing. But over the last couple of days, I've been following a story of a, a individual, a decorated Navy vet, I believe, um, who showed up to Martin Luther King's birth home and tried burning it down. Now, what's interesting about this is it was at least a possibility here of a foiled fake hate crime. These are things that actually happen far more than you think. I mean, the world knows about Juicy Sommelier, right? Where they know about Jussie Smollett and he faked it. But it's super common. Even the Wall Street Journal wrote an article about it saying hate crime hoaxes are more common than you think. A political scientist found that fewer in one in three out of 346 such claims is even genuine. That in, it said another way, 67% of all reported hate crimes are lies. 67%. According, I mean, even the Wall Street Journal printed this. You're going to see this kind of stuff going on more and more as we lead up to the 2024 election. And that's what's scary about this. Between AI rapidly um, outpacing our ability to detect it, between you know hoaxes and misinformation, just imagine what would have happened in the streets if they didn't apprehend this individual. And by the way, they're black. And a woman. Just saying. And, and when you get out there and you say, wow, that I don't know. Remember when Juicy Sommelier came out there and said, you know, he, he said all this stuff happened to him. And, and anyone who said like, mm, I don't know about all that. Mm, I don't know. They called you racist. They called you conspiracy theorists. They banned you from platforms. A woman attempted to burn down Martin Luther King Jr.'s birth home, arriving with a gas, can a gas canister and dousing the historic property in fuel on Thursday. Video from the, of the brazen attempt shows a woman dressed in all black freely pouring gasoline on the, hum on the home's front porch 
windows and bushes at 5.45 p.m. Two tourists from Utah viewing the home were able to intervene and stop the suspect. One witness called the suspect. I recall the suspect began to grow irritated after she was having trouble spreading the fuel around the property. By the way, I don't know if you've ever burned anything, but it's extremely easy to combine gasoline and a flame to make fire. I can't, I can't, and this was going on in broad daylight, but they were dressed in all black. The whole thing is so bizarre to me. So bizarre. The suspected arsonist was quickly detained by two off-duty police, NYPD police officers, who had been visiting the historical landmark and held her until Atlanta PD arrived. Wow, there must be a lot of people around this house. The off-duty officers jumped on the suspect after she pulled out a lighter and attempted to light it. Like it, what's crazy is like, what's so wild about this is like, if again, if you've ever been around like gasoline, right? Like, you don't need a lot of help to get that stuff to to light up. The suspect, 26, has been charged with the criminal attempt arson, the criminal attempted interference with government property. Police have not released her name. The action saved an important part of American history tonight, Atlanta Police Chief Darian Schreierbaum told the news. Atlanta Fire Department Battalion Chief Jerry DeBerry, <laughs> Jerry DeBerry, revealed that the house could have burned down in moments if not for the witness stepping in. Of course. It could have been a matter of seconds before the house was engulfed in flames. The Atlanta Police Department said it's working with the District Attorney's Office, U.S. Attorney's Office, and the Bureau of ATF investigating the attempted arson. The home is in the care of the National Park Service, which acquired the property from the King family back in 2018. It has been closed to tours since November because of ongoing renovations. Like, shout out to the Good Samaritans, by the way. Like, huge shout out to the Good Samaritans, but... Um, this is concerning because this is a, you know, if you look at the individual that did it, you know, you see hate hoax failed question mark, black woman arrested attempting to set MLK Jr.'s birth home on fire. I, I mean, here's the video. Look at this. They're filming them walking around, just pouring gas. By the way, at any moment, like this, this person's an idiot. You could right now you could put that can down on the porch, light a match, and and or just do a little trail away from it and light it, and your job would be done. It was like they wanted to get caught. I don't really understand. And like there are a lot of questions around this. Like, think about, you know, the potential fiery but mostly peaceful protests that would have happened. This person, this dumb whatever, a.k.a. Lanisha Sean, Sean Trice Henderson, was just arrested after she tried to burn down MLK Jr.'s home. She was doused on the outside with gasoline when two tourists stopped her. Do you think she's mentally ill or pulling a juicy sommelier? Oh, here's some more of the video. What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, that's gasoline. What do you think that's soap? It's a gas can. Okay, Cherokee War Chief, what if the Earth doesn't have to do with an MLK 
mentality, okay? And that's why he's putting you in a position in which you can Where still the breathe. They're on their way. But you're... Uh, nobody's, nobody's trying to hurt you. We just want to make sure that... By the way, thankfully, that people that apprehended her were also black. Like, everything... Like, everything about this was set up as a powder keg. Essentially. An absolute powder keg. House, now that happens to it. And... Yeah, we are just, yeah, are, are you just comfortable, young lady? Looking at this okay, as long as you can breathe and you're comfortable. Very cool to see vehicles. Well, it seems like they didn't know the address. Here they come. We were, me and him were looking at the house, just checking it out. We're not from here. And um, she came up behind us, had a gas can. And at first she just seemed like she was kind of Weird. Very weird. That, yeah, if that place had burned down that day, you might as well have just let Atlanta go with it. Now, I mean, people are going to guess all sorts of things. I, I don't know, you know, was somebody paying her to do it, to incite bad behavior? In my opinion... Okay, this is where I live with Occam's razor. Do we we all know what that means, right? The mo the most likely reason is, you know, solution is the answer type of thing. Mental illness in this country, especially post lockdown, has never been worse. Mental health has never been worse. And, you know, I think that you know, ultimately this is probably just a crazy person, but you never really know. It's like when all these idiots that go into schools and do the terrible things, right? Every single one of them is deranged mentally. But the left and the right are, want to make it about, you know, AR-15s instead of mental health, which is really what it is. You know, I think that you have a black female here in broad daylight who is a military veteran. I just don't know. I don't really... This whole thing kind of stinks, but... If you really wanted to get away with it, wouldn't you have gone in the middle of the night? You know? You know, she if she's a veteran, what happened to her want, you know, to want to burn down MLK's childhood home? If so, the United States continues in filling and supporting our military's veterans' mental illness. I, I would suspect that there's something, you know, you have a mental issue here. But the story is really like, holy smokes, like if she, if she had lit this place up and walked away from it and let's say they didn't know and they didn't know who did it, it but it, potentially it would be a potential massive disaster. You know, it's, it's so weird. It's so, it's so weird to me. Was it going to be, uh, were they trying to commit some sort of hate hoax? I don't know. You know, usually when you, t when you talk about somebody who has mental illness, it can be a combination of things. You know, I think that, you know, the military is certainly woke these days. Is this some, you know, did, did she get radicalized into BLM and thinking, Okay, well, if I burn this down, then you know we're gonna get more racial uprisings, or is she just a run-of-the-mill crazy person, or is it, you know, people identify crazy people, and then 
mold them into, you know, get them to do them, you know, get them to do things. I don't really, I don't really, I don't know. This one, you're gonna have to let me know what you think that is going on here. Run in the mill crazy person or hate hoax foiled. I don't know. It's it's a wild story. We, hopefully we'll find out more about it, but I suspect we never will. Jammer says, blames his followers for the military going woke. Notice she's ex-military. Wait, what? Wait, you're not talking about me, are you? I can't believe with the today's gas prices, I would have thought she would have chose something more affordable. Oh no, her. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. Paid operative, but then why show up in broad daylight? Like if you were actually trying to get away with it, why would you show up in broad daylight? And also like what's wild? What's wild to me is that like if you wanted to get away with it, I mean no one's stopping you from lighting it. Like they they were already standing that far back and she was spraying gas all over the building. She could have just lit it right there. The whole thing is weird. Like you spray the gas you leave it, you pour it, you back up, back up, back up. You've got a trail, you take your lighter, boosh, house is gone. There's some reason that she couldn't get her, you know, maybe she's on drugs. Someone said, yo, I'll give you another crack rock if you go burn this house down. I don't know. She seemed like she was kind of out of it to me, right? Who spreads gas like that anyway? She's walking in it. She had she definitely had some crazy eyes. What you needed to do. Like she's, turkey warchy. What does the earth does that have to do with an MLK? What is this? What does she say here? Oh, you just felt like this is what you needed to do. Right here. Okay, turkey warchy. Turkey Warchi? What is that? What is she even saying there? Cherokee War Chief. Oh. Okay, Cherokee War Chief. What on the earth does that have to do with an MLK? So she says something about a Cherokee War Chief. So she's just some deranged individual suffering mental health issues. Weird. That is weird. Weird, weird. Weird, weird. Oh, maybe she's saying the house was on stolen Cherokee land.
She's trying to preheat the house to 375. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, that's all of our stories for today. It was a lot of them. There's a lot of news going on. And I leave you with, make sure to get your gift boxes from coffeebrandcoffee.com. Head on over to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Shop the gift box section. Promo code BESTGIFT. To save, you only have 14 days till Christmas. If you enjoy our my work here, check out my news channel, The Publica, where I work with Sydney Watson and other a full team of people to cover various news stories, various, uh, um, you know, Sarah Fields. We have a full investigative staff. So I hope that uh, you'll check that out. And uh, we'll see you in 22 hours. Stay smelling good. Stay safe. Stay happy. Go Pack Go. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh,